Welcome back to the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast. Today we have top contender Calvin Cater back on the show. We had him on a few months ago and we knew something was brewing and it was and it in fact is going down now. He is fighting the number one contender Max Holloway coming up here uh, January 16th. Ultimate fight night 184, 186. Something I don't know, but I fought on UFC Fight Night One. <laughs> so the fact that they're even in the 180s is crazy to me. I'm so old. Oh my god, I can't believe it. But anyway, uh, January 16th, uh, he will be fighting Max Holloway, and he will be fighting. I, I mean, you can pretty much rest assured this is going to be the fight for the championship. Huge fight for him. A lot has changed in just a couple months. Even though they were working on this fight, they did hope for this fight. It did seem like the fight to be made. Um, and I want to talk to him again and see how he's doing, see how his fight camp's going, see how he's preparing, um, see how his mindset is, how excited he is to be getting the fight that he wanted, um, and then get his input on some other stuff. So let's talk to Calvin. All right, Calvin, welcome back to the show, bud. Yeah, thanks for having me back on, man. Good to talk to you as always. Yeah, and uh, can you see this? Okay, I like it. How the hell did you get your hands on that? That's impressive. Uh, I got Boston Mag, Boston 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 Man Mag to send me a copy of the uh, the New England Cartel Calvin Cater uh, edition. Nice I read. I like it. I like it. Yeah, man, that, that was a fun little shoot we did last one. Uh, first time we've been on a, a cover of a of a magazine, nice. so that's pretty cool, especially Boston Man. You know, that's cool, man. Yeah, this is so awesome. Um, and then uh, I didn't know that the New England Cartel was. Named after Rick Ross, his uh, <laughs> I, I learned this from the article. <laughs> Rick Ross, the um, uh, the Carroll City Cartel or something. Yeah, Rob was uh, was was jamming out one day, listening to it, <laughs> and then he's like, got a good ring to it. And he just threw the New England Cartel behind it, and yeah, it's just stuck with us since. It's it's a it's like a lifestyle now. It did say in the magazine y'all were listening to CD, so. I was like, y'all listen to CDs in Boston still? So I don't know if that's just a misprint or y'all like actually listen to CDs. But I was like, all right, that's yeah, cool. Not me, man. That was Rob. Who knows? <laughs> you know, he, he, who knows, man? Yeah, no, no worries, man. That was an awesome. Good read, though. And uh, man, I told you when you came back on, it was going to be cool. It was going to be some uh, some big news. And uh, actually, in the article, they mentioned which this came out right after our podcast because the guys from Boston Mag watched the podcast, did a story. And then so they wanted like to send me a magazine if, if I wanted it. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah, for sure. Send it to me. And then they did. Um, and it said in the article that there were talks about you fighting Holloway. Uh, so first of all, how exciting is it fighting the number one uh, contender in the division? And then how did that fight happen? Because apparently it was been in the, it's been in the works for a while, according to the magazine here. Yeah, well, it just kind of seemed like the only fight that was on the table that would make sense given the, um, the current, you know, condition of the 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 weight class everyone just you know you got uh zombie and uh and ortega just fought and then yep. you know the yar yar and and um Zabi, you know all that going on so really only two people left and the top of the heap was me and max and and the the champ wants contenders that are staying busy active and um and i don't think you're gonna find one more active than me right now man trying to make my my claim for that title run and and i think like i told you anybody that fights max next i think deserves that shot whether it was me or whoever whoever wants to sign yeah. that that contract you know i think they should get next in line so who better than myself to take that shot now how do you feel about that how has that changed your camp and and just your overall mental state getting ready for a fight now that this is like the big one you know a, a very big one yeah it would just 
the only thing that changed is just that now we have something scheduled. You know, uh, I've been pretty consistent, uh, like I said, all year since um, you know the start of the year. I was already just just locked in, and I felt like the timing of this one couldn't couldn't have come at a better time. Um, you know, two and zero this year. My goals were to go three and zero, and and I have an opportunity opportunity to do that just a couple weeks. Um, you know, after the end of the uh, after the end of the year, and um, just pick me back up on schedule. And and yeah, it's what we've been wanting. It's the fight that made sense, and it's the fight we got. Yeah, I noticed. Well, well I was going to ask you about the the COVID situation there in Boston and, and the training. And I know they touched on that in the article, saying something along the lines of what you guys got going on with the New England cartel. Uh, is a little bit better than like the super gym type formula. So, so how does that work exactly? Uh, how do you become a cartel member? And how is the COVID situation? How how are you guys dealing with that and still getting the training that you need to get ready for a fight like this? Yeah, we just lucked out, man. We got a, a location, um, a warehouse that that was wasn't being used at the time. He did. I threw up. I, I told you uh, we run a promotion called Combat Zone out yep. here in, in New Hampshire. And so the cage is it, we haven't been able to use it, uh, you know, due to the state regulations and everything. So um, <clears throat> it's just been sitting there in the truck. So I, I found a warehouse. We were able to set it up. And and now we're uh, we're housing our own training, small tight knit group, and really it's just trying to go around the fighter schedule instead of uh, you know team training sessions, how they're all kind of standardized and just you know grouped in. We, we kind of make it based off around the fighter individually, and and whoever's got that fight coming up takes top priority. It's kind of like a brotherhood then, sort of like we we, we did the same thing at AK. We were a super gym, but we were also we had our, our normal class schedules and stuff, but it was like a brotherhood that we helped each other out. And in, in our class schedule, uh, the, the priority went to the people that had fights coming up, just like what you were saying. So we all helped the people that were getting ready for fights. The TV fights were the number one priority and all the other yep. fights below that. What does it take to, to get in your group and, and join the cartel? And are y'all looking for people or is it just kind of where you want it to be right now? You just gotta, I mean, I, for, for what I think it is, it's just really all about putting in the work, which is our motto. You know, it's all, all right. we do. We're just, you know, a couple guys just putting in the work, trying to chase down goals and dreams by any means necessary, you know. And um, and and we got some guys that are up and coming, uh, you know, giving us work, and they're putting in the effort day in, day out. So it, it's just about showing up, putting in the work, and, and over time, you know, developing into that brotherhood. Because, you know, coming into that brotherhood doesn't happen overnight. you got to right. earn that through, you know, sweat equity. Put in the hours, the time. Um, don't be, don't have an ego, don't be selfish and, and uh, put the team first, man. And, and I, I feel like we got a great group around us and, and it's that brotherhood feel like you're saying. Yeah. And, and I was going to ask you about the Holloway fight. Um, going back to that real fast, where do you, where, how do you balance the momentum that he has right now? Because I mean, he, well, I guess the lack of momentum. So he's, he's obviously one in three in his last four fights, but it's two times to the champ last fight being a split decision. Uh, the loss was to Poirier other than the champ. Then he beat uh, Frankie Edgar and he beat Ortega outside of that. So it's like you can't look at like the record. You can't look at the skid that he's kind of on. H how do you balance that overall like kind of momentum and, and, and try to feel where he's at in, in his career right now and how he's going to show up to fight you? Yeah, you got to imagine you're always going to fight the best Max Holloway, right? You don't ever think you're going to go fight the guy on. And sometimes people on skids, man, they're dangerous. You know, they're yeah. they're. Um, doing anything they can. They're fighting for their contract and, and just to get a W, like you're saying. But when you fight a guy like Max Holloway, man, he's already got all the accolades. So his name carries weight itself. And um, and the guys he lost to, uh, you know, they're no scrubs, like you mentioned. So um, 
anytime you get a, an opportunity against a guy like Max, yeah, you picture you're fighting the best Max Holloway that's that's ever stepped foot in there, and uh, you're gonna have to make him deal with, you know, the skill set that you bring to the table. We're not just uh, gonna overreact to what Max Holloway does. We're gonna make him adjust to what we do too. There's a reason why we got this opportunity in the first place. Yeah, and especially when he fought the champ and then came back, fought him again. And then it was a split decision uh, in, in the end. It wasn't like he got put away with nothing like that. So, I mean, he's obviously not getting uh, sidetracked yeah. or he's the not he's he not slowing down for sure. Yeah. You, you can say he's yeah, only and that's kind of like my argument. I say a little bit, too. It's like you see the way I'm losing. You see the way I'm winning. You know, yeah, um, it's important to see the difference. And um, so I, I feel I, once we tighten up a couple of those little mental errors, things like that, um, we're really going to be a, a lot for these guys to deal with. I mean, we all know Holloway. We all know, you know, we've seen, we've all seen him fight. He's fought the best out there. Um, he's well-rounded. Where, where do you see, without giving away any strategy, where do you see yourself being strong in this fight or, or having a good advantage? You know, obviously, I, 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 I go in there. They got to deal with phase one, which is a stand-up. And then from there, uh, I'm really just looking to mix it up. Give what, I just take what he gives. Uh, you know, with Jeremy, I was, I was happy to showcase some, a little bit of Muay Thai with the elbow. And, uh, and, and I'd like to just, I'd like to show more of my game, man, but it all starts phase one in the standup. And if they can't get through that, I'm going to stay there. And if they can, then we're going to move on it. And, and just, like I said, take what he gives us. A guy like Max, you can't go out there looking for things. You look for things. You're going to be, you're going to be you know, sitting duck waiting for yeah. something that might never come. And then, uh, so we're just going to go in there, react to everything he does. And, and we feel like we know, um, you know, what he's going to bring to the table or have an idea. But you always got to be ready to make real-time adjustments in there because uh, that's what true champions do. They overcome any adversity that happens um, while it's happening. You know, not not after when you could sit back, slow it down, and, and put it in slow motion and break it down. You got to do it real-time. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like you're ready for that as well. Do you have an exact prediction in your mind of how the fight's going to go? Just just me getting my hand raised, and by any means necessary. It's like Whatever like I was saying, I just visualized more of like the hand being raised more so than the shot landing. Um, although I see, you know, certain ways that um, I can end the fight and, and we'll be looking for that from start to finish. But at the end of the day, man, I'm just trying to get my hand raised and uh, and then chase that that life on, on a win over Max yeah. Holloway, you know, yeah. chase that lifestyle. That's what I'm looking for. Always chasing that life on 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 a win of the next guy you fight, man, because it's always better than the loss. That that's got to. That's what I was kind of getting back to in the beginning. Is it's got to change your your fight camp and your lifestyle since our previous podcast a couple months ago. Um, being that you know you're chasing the win over Max Holloway now, but you're also you know training for a fight with Max Holloway right now. There's there's something to that as well. You got to be riding that a little bit. There's got to be some kind of momentum for you and excitement and 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 drive to go along with just that alone you know just getting and knowing that he's this guy the number one contender of the division is getting ready to fight you now not somebody else yep no 100 percent. and you know stepping in there though i always feel like i'm fighting uh i they get the best calvin kid every time i step in there Absolutely. it doesn't matter who they are you know i don't uh i don't fight down to my opponent and, and uh, i feel like anytime i i'm an underdog i have to fight up and my back's against the wall and i have doubters then i, I feel like that's when I'm at my best, you know, um, when, when I have more doubters, more people to silence. Yeah. And um, and I'll have a lot of them this time around. Yeah. No, well, no, you, you, he's obviously going to be the favorite being, you know, as far as he's had big fights and, and, and all the accolades that he has going in. But this is your chance. You know, this is your big opportunity yeah. that everybody has to have and, and get through to get to that level where Holloway is obviously to have those 
those followers that he has. I'm, I'm sure you're getting a ton of questions about Holloway, and, and obviously, you know, you've answered that, and you're probably getting tired of answering those. What do you think about Volkanovski as the champion, and what do you think about his potential possible fight with Ortega and, and how Ortega's last fight went? Like, what are your overall thoughts on, on that? I thought Ortega looked good. I, I feel like I don't know about taking one fight in the last couple of years and then getting the title shot right, right. away after going one and one. You know, I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like, like I said, the winner over. Uh, you have to beat a guy like Max. I feel like to get in there, right? and I have that opportunity in front of me. Uh, I think I can cut everybody in the division with a win over Max. And um, as far as uh, the, the champ, I like it, man. He, he's I like his mindset on it. Um, you know, he wants to fight contenders, guys that are earning their opportunities and, and he sees how stagnant the division is. You know, he doesn't want to give these guys a shot for not fighting. Oh, you just by consolation, you get to fight the champ. That's not how he got it. You know, that's not how he wants to give it. And, and I respect that. So, uh, I share that mindset, you know, with him and, um, and I think it'd be a great fight, man. I'd love to, you know, like I said, go out, get my hand raised against Max and then I'd be gunning for the champ next. And, and I don't think there's many people that can make an argument that I wouldn't deserve that after a win over Max. Absolutely. There's absolutely no question about it. Um, and then obviously when you're at the level that you're at right now, you're, you're fighting to be a champion. You see yourself as champion level. You see yourself as being able to beat everybody. That being said, sometimes the champion uh, can be a fight you look forward to in a fun way or could be worried about in certain ways. Um, I mean, like in my era, there was the GSP era, you know, so GSP was the king of my division and I wanted to beat him, but that was a tough, tough guy in many different rights. I knew I could never beat him point for point, uh, you know, technically like anybody could. We, we had to go in there yeah. and knock him out or do something unorthodox to win that fight. Um, what do you think about Volkanovski as far as not, again, no disrespect to Max at all, uh, not looking past Max at all, but him being the champion as the, the, the king uh, of the division, how do you feel about having a king like that in, in your division? And, and do you feel like that's a good opponent if you do get past Max Holloway uh, to face to get the championship? Well, he, he's not my king, but he, he might wear the crown, but he's not my king. You <laughs> he's, know? Not, he's not your <laughs> but, king. <laughs> yeah, not my king, but, uh, he, you know, he's he, he's done what he had to do with everybody he stepped in there with. You know, I think what, he's got one loss, right? Maybe against one guy he didn't, but uh, other than that, he's gone out. He's beat a lot of the greats, man. He's beat Aldo. He's beat Max. He's 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 done what he had to do with everybody, pretty much that he stepped in there with. But um, you know, I see I see myself going out, and, and uh, I look first. You got to earn that opportunity, man. Like you said, it's tough to overshoot a guy like Max and talk about how you're gonna fight. The yeah, champ. I didn't want to. I wish it worked. I wish it worked that way, man. <laughs> but I got to get through a guy like Max. Yeah, no, I get and then, it. And like said, from there. Uh, you know, it, it's just another feather under your cap, and that's that confidence boost you need to know. If I could take out Max Holloway and then all these guys underneath them, who's who's the champ, Volkanovski, to stand in my way next? Right. You know, like, why not him? Why not, you know, everybody can get it. And everybody's going to get it, one by one. And uh, next is Max. All right, guys, I hope you're enjoying the podcast, but we have to thank our sponsors, our first being Manscaped, the official trimmer of the UFC, and now the official trimmer of the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast, and yours truly, precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. If you're looking for the ultimate stocking stuffers for this holiday season, look no further. This is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products, and they're now available in Europe, Canada, and Australia. So not only in America, all over the world you can get this product now. So all you guys listening from all over the world, go to manscaped.com, 
M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. And now you can get 20% off and free shipping using the code QUICK at checkout. So it's a great Christmas gift for yourself. No one's going to know, don't worry. Um, And obviously for your friends and for your family and for everybody else as well. Um, And then when you use the code QUICK, that lets them know that I sent you, which means it supports the podcast because they're like, hey, we're getting all these orders from uh, Code QUICK, the podcast. He's doing a great job promoting the product and you're supporting the podcast. So it helps us. It helps uh, you save money, 20% off, free shipping. It's a win-win for everyone. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by AKA Thailand, the world's premier luxury training resort in Phuket, Thailand. If you have any questions, email info at akthailand.com and we will get back to you immediately or go to akthailand.com for all information. We have a huge website that's very informative and you can save 30% by booking right now all group training packages at akthailand.com. And I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you an even better deal. If you name this episode, I can't. I don't know the number of this episode right now. Um, I think it's 104, I think. But if you can name it, uh, because I can't at this exact moment. Um, But if you email info at akthailand.com and you mention podcast, Calvin Cater, or number whatever, the first person that emails us will get 50% discount. So the very first person that wants to stay three months, you got to stay three months or longer because right now the borders did open in Thailand for three-month visas. We have a special three-month visa. You got to go through a quarantine, but you do get three months in Thailand. So you can come to Thailand as of next month, like January, but you can be here. Um, and we can take care of everything. Um, it depends on your country, not every country. So don't get, uh, let me get ahead of myself, but most countries, um, we can walk you through it. Info at aktime.com. We can get you here by January, get you a three month package, save you 50%. If you're the first person to email and pre-book and say the name of this podcast, um, and you can be here and away from wherever you're at and enjoying the beach like like I am on my Instagram. <laughs> you can come hang out with us, train on the beach, swim on the beach, go to the islands and do all the fun stuff. So, yeah, that's the new special I'm going to do for this podcast right now. 50% discount. You save half. You save half. It, it's ne- We've never had a discount like that. That's why we're doing one right now. Uh, first person that emails us and pre-books and actually pays 50% discount. Three months or more group training. If you're not familiar with the gym, here's the commercial. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. Mike Swick, he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. I'm telling you guys, I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool, but you can't come to Thailand without coming to AKA Thailand. Come on. So I know you. I know you just saw the fights, probably that just happened. I think you. You said you had a parlay and uh, you bet. So I'm sorry <laughs> oh, about your loss. <laughs> First of all, I, I know, think you had Fig well, and, and Barrett. 
Yeah, I I still think it would have came through, man. If Pete meet Pete got caught in some uh some crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, crazy. You know, that DJ Super's pretty slick. He came in with some some funky shit, but yeah, yeah. That that main event was great, and man, Charles Oliver is a beast, huh? We already knew that, but I'm gonna get into that one real fast. But what what did you what did you think about the main event with with Fig and uh, Moreno? It was a it was a great fight, man. They're bringing excitement back to uh, a division that it's needed crazy. it. You know, right now, um, uh, man, hell of a fight, and and. You know, flyweight or not, it was a it was a hell of a fight. Yeah. They put on a great show, and yeah, I enjoyed it start to finish. Watch the whole fight; it was great. And did you wince at all during the the Fergus and Charles fight? I don't think I've ever oh, winced so God. much, man. Especially that arm bar. And Tony's crazy strong and or crazy, uh, yeah, strong. Just but crazy. I mean, like just not crazy. only physically just but just crazy. mentally too. Like the dude is just a freak, man. And when you put it behind the arm like that. Jesus Christ, man. I swear, man, I don't know how he didn't tap. And if there was an extra second left, I feel like he would have had to. But I feel like he should have already had to with the time that was even on there. He's a nut. He's an animal. But Charles is a beast. And that's that's tough to say, though, because, like, look, at tell me Charles doesn't deserve a, uh, a shot at the champ, you know, whoever that's, you know, going to be. Uh, I don't even know. Uh, yeah. But then you look at, like, what went over Max, okay, but then you got Ortega, and then it builds up quick. Sometimes these guys have up a little bit of momentum where and then it's like, you know, it gets so crowded at the top, and then uh, and then it probably got to be somewhat tough even being the champ where it's like, not not the worst, but you're sitting back waiting for these guys to figure shit out, and you yeah. kind of want to be active, you know? <laughs> yeah. I can see myself being a little upset, like, look, I'm trying to fight, trying to stay busy, and, and these contenders can't even work their shit out, you know? It's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Good problems for the UFC to have, though, right? I mean, when I got in the UFC, man, like, I, they were in the Gordon Biersch building. There were, like, 13 office employees, and there was literally a UFC event every two months. At the time we did the Ultimate Fighter, and now it seems like it, this has got to be the most they've ever rushed fights together. Where you got guys like Fig fighting what you know back-to-back championship fights within like seven weeks or something, and you got Hamzai fighting multiple times. You got Kevin Holland who's had like five fights victories or whatever He's this year to fight alone. Next week. <laughs> I mean, it's like the, the amount of fights I think is also having an effect on on like the 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 matches and 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 stuff yeah. you know because some fighters are getting fights that they might not should be getting um other yep. fighters like like Fig figueredo is you know he might be fighting at a decline fighting where he's weaker having to cut weight twice and having back-to-back -back fights and having less of a performance where he still you know he still did had a good fight but could he have had a better fight if he had another month or two off to, or, or a month off and then another couple months to, to have a full fight camp so it's weird how this whole thing's kind of working now and everyone's having to adjust to this new dynamic along with the COVID, along with the no crowds, along with the the guidelines and the the quarantines and all that. Yeah, definitely. Life constantly adjusting, constantly just overcoming whatever is thrown at you, you know, and and that's why I say, man, this this uh, whole pandemic really does remind me of a fight camp, right? Just shit hitting the fan left and right. Yeah. You're just laser focused on forward. It's All like the time. it's the only thing that'll get you through sometimes, man. So uh, for me, you know, being competitive, still competing in the UFC. You know, shout out to Dana White, keeping us busy, giving us something to go after through all this crazy shit going on. Um, you know, I'm just happy to be in the UFC at this point, not trying to get in there because I couldn't imagine having to deal with that. Yeah, you yeah. know, especially, especially the cuts. I mean, they're cutting people now, so it's like you're already in yeah. and you're at the top. Imagine these guys have been working their asses off for like five years, four years, and they're trying to get in now when they're cutting sixty people, and it's like yeah. it, it's and they're having all these fights still and not and it's still not enough. So, 
Yeah, you're right, man. You're in a good place. And that's, that's obviously a good thing. You're not worried at all about the COVID situation going back in. I mean, you're used to this now and, and, and it's not a big deal and, and you're, it's going to be another fight for you. No, it's, it's, especially with the amount of cases going up, it's like, how do you defend yourself? You just try to do what you can and hope for the best, you know, obviously take all the precautionary measures you can, but I mean, pumping, you can get pumping gas, you know, you can get it wherever. So it's like, you can go crazy about it. Um, but it, it, it's definitely, I'm most nervous before my first COVID test leading into like, say for Rob's fight, we had to take one before we go out. Yeah. And that was the one I'm most nervous for, yeah. you know? And then once you pass <laughs> yeah. that one, you're like, all right, now, now I just got to be able to be smart somehow, but then you got to fly there. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> With you know, everybody on the plane. It's really like your second COVID test is the one that you're most nervous about. Cause like, all right, you got the first one, you're good. So now, now you fly out and then, it would suck. At least you find out before you, you, you get sent out somewhere, but uh, to find out when you're there and, you know, and then now you're stuck there and he, I don't know, man, it, it's a headache. It's a, but aside from that, you just don't want to be the reason why your teammate, you know, this is a huge opportunity yeah. to get a payday, especially Rob. You know, he's been, he's been inactive now for a year trying to, you know, trying to get his due after that injury. And, yeah. um, you know, to, for me to sideline him over some, you know, something like that, that really is very tough to control. Uh, it's always going to be in the back of your head and, you know, have you a little nervous, but, um, but yeah, as far as having our own place to train now and really limiting the amount of people we're working with, uh, just focusing on all the things that we actually can control, you yeah. know, then, uh, I think we're in a good place with how our situation set up, uh, taking these opportunities ahead of us. Yeah, I agree with you, man. And like, I, I, I just had Cub on the podcast and I had him on a couple of days for his fight, a few days for his fight. And I was like terrified for him because he had like a year layoff. And I was just like, man, I hope nothing happens that he gets like COVID or something happens. The fight gets, because can right? you imagine a year off and then you get a good fight signed and then you go out there and that's why he was so emotional. I think when he won, it was like, Holy, I was so happy for him, man. I was <laughs> just so and happy. you know all the bullshit ways you could lose a fight. Oh, there's right? a million ways you could lose like, a fight, and you can't even make fight. it to the fight now sometimes. That's what I'm saying. And then, <laughs> and then picture even getting to the fight. Some people missing the weight at the at the weigh-ins. Or some yeah. people even you know make the weight, and then the next day or, you know, they're tripping over the wire. You always yeah. hear these dumb reasons why people pull out. And you're like, what? You can't even – but now just a, just a random X factor. Here's COVID in the mix. So at any point, you know, all your shit can – you yeah. get pushed back. Is, is it, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm in Thailand, so there's no COVID, but you being in America, is it just crazy when you see somebody cough right now? <laughs> is it just like, do you just like yeah. run away from them? It's not, it's, it's instead of like a cough or see, it's not like a bless you. It's like, cover your shit. Yeah, you get angry. <laughs> like, it, How dare you be like, sick? Get, oh, get away from me. Check that guy. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a weird vibe. I just watched his Michael Bay film tonight, like literally right for the podcast called Songbird. And it's a, it's a, it's a movie with Demi Moore and a lot of stars, but it's about COVID. But it's about Demi like Moore, super advanced COVID, like way worse than it is now. So don't watch that before the fight because <laughs> it's like it's a scary uh, apocalyptic possibility that could actually happen. It's basically COVID like more, more morphing into like a worse scenario and it was just yeah it was crazy so like yeah i'm terrified it's, of it now it's weird how those movies sometimes can actually i hope not like man. play out right sometimes like, i guess there's uh comparisons to i am legend and stuff yeah. where, with the math uh, from from now right it's weird how sometimes it could be pretty spot on yeah but it's like it's crazy. something that we didn't yeah, but I don't want to take up a lot of your time, man. And 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 but you're a superstar now, dude. You're fighting Max Holloway and the number one contender fight. No, so I, listen, man, I gotta I ask like you two questions. Congratulations. I get that, man. But I didn't win shit yet. You know what I'm saying? I, I know, but you're a big star. You're a big star, bro. And then I'll give take that. You're a big star. You made your way up. So I gotta ask you a couple predictions right now, just to get your opinion. You know, you're you're that guy that's 
this at the top now. So you got to answer these questions to these guys that are like, you know, they want that, that expert opinion. So I got to obviously like- ask you about Connor and Dustin. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Just, you don't have to make an exact prediction, but just what are your overall yeah, thoughts no, on that fight? I'm really excited about it, man. I, I love, uh, I love a good rematch, you know, especially with two tw- uh, quality guys, you know, Dustin paid for that fight once, you know, and, and he's done a lot since. And, you know, let's see what he does. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to see that matchup. I'm excited to see if he can come out and address. Cause I always feel like if, if Aldo had that rematch, maybe he comes out a little bit more patient, maybe he starts leg kicking. Right. Maybe, you know, he, he, he fucked up, right. He went yeah. in there, he went for the big shot, got caught. Yeah. Uh, would that happen <laughs> again? Let's find out. Let's find out. I'm, I'm excited for that one. But, um, I think it'll be a better fight. I think it'll be a little bit. Um, I think Dustin plays a little safer in the beginning, uh, and and tries to kind of get him later in the round, especially since you know it looks like Connor gasses later and uh, Dustin turns it up. But uh, I think he's going to come out a little bit more safer in the beginning and cautious. And I think it'll be a good fight, uh, a closer fight. Another big fight that's being questioned a lot um, that got canceled, but it, it, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen and it's going to get put back on if it hasn't already. Uh, the Hamzai um, Chimioff versus Edwards. How do you think that fight's going to go? Do you think the Hamzai is going to live up to the the hype and and prove himself, or do you think that Edwards is going to show that he's not quite to that level yet? I think I think Edwards is going to show him that he's not quite at that level yet. Um, that's that's a new how do you pronounce his name because it doesn't even sound like the way i read it i think this is correct man i have been back and forth with it but i think it's hamzai chemayev and i know it doesn't sound anything like that right yeah the k silent and the t silent and like i don't know i didn't doesn't even sound like you said what i read i think i read it no it doesn't different name yeah i said it so bad the first time i got flamed holland was saying he hasn't fought a guy with like a winning record yet right or winning the ufc I, I can see there's guys like that. Not right. to say he's not a real one, but right, he hasn't right, earned that yet. And Leon has, so I got to give Leon, Leon the nod. Leon is the man, yeah. And, and you know, I feel like Leon will go and, and and show why he's ready for these title contenders. And then and then lastly, speaking of Hamzai and someone who also just called him out yesterday or today or whatever day it is for you, it was today for me Holland. early this morning. Do you think Kevin Holland is the real deal? I mean, do you think he's going to be that guy that's going to work his way up and possibly give us this? possible dream matchup the, the, without a sign with the trash talking and the fighting yeah he, he got my attention yeah. and, uh because you know, he's talked a lot of shit and he's gone what five and oh and to knock year, out jock Ray like that is pretty freaking insane man yeah, and the confidence dope, up man. until Jacques that point a, yeah he's an animal that was that was smooth uh it, it, that was pretty unorthodox too you know just i mean the way he did it on the way up loading it up yeah. it was a good shot it was a good shot uh, he's definitely got my full attention. He seems like he's a real deal. Anybody going five and zero in the UFC in one year, you're doing something right, man. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think that'll be a great fight. But where he said he's an 85er, right? Yeah. So uh, so it'd be interesting. He's I don't big. know if that guy would want to, uh, however you say his name, would want to bump Hamza. up. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Hamza said he's going to smash everybody, but but you're right. He's, yeah, he he is big. He's a little for 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 Kevin. Yeah, for Kevin especially, but I still think he's got a. He's got to win some notable fights at 70 yeah. before he jumps up and fight random guys at 85, you know? Yeah. And he's got to fight. Give him a test at 70, and then if he passes the test at 70, entertain the bigger ones maybe. But, uh, yeah, too much of that jumping around shit. Uh, you know, when, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And, and But I think Leon uh, – no, I think Holland. Holland's definitely the real deal. I think he's already proven it more than uh, the other guy, like you said. I can't even say his name, man. <laughs> but uh, – <laughs> But yeah, both all, all prospects, man, all exciting prospects, and we're gonna find out with all of them. So yeah, uh, I, I definitely think I think Leon Leon shows him, uh, you know, with that test, that that he should stay in 170, and but 
I mean, we'll, we'll have to see, man. If he if he takes out Leon, he's got he's got my undivided man. Send him to the top, you know, because Leon's a tough a tough opponent. Um, you know, doesn't have really many holes and, and comes to fight. I like that kid, man. He, he's a solid fighter. Yeah, well, thanks for the input, man. I appreciate it. And right now, you, my friend, are the hot prospect fighting the number one contender. I'm extremely excited about the fight. I hope nothing gets in the way. Hope you guys don't get COVID and everything plays out great. You guys finally get this uh, this this matchup that y'all been hoping for. And uh, you know, I'll be I'll be rooting you on, rooting both you on for a great fight and to be safe and healthy. Thanks for coming back on the podcast. I appreciate Thank it, man. You. And uh, like I said, dude, we're going to be doing a podcast eventually, and you're going to have that belt in front of you. I guarantee you. I like it. I'm with it. And I'll come out there to do it because I'm looking for a trip out there, man. I've always wanted to uh, come out there and train at AK, man. Absolutely. Hey, if everybody's uh, listening, tune in also next week. Uh, my boy Rob Font fights Mom right. Rice Saturday night. So, yeah, post his W. You got and it. And then mine, we'll, we'll see you down there eventually sometime 2021, man. It'd be great. All right, brother. It was awesome talking to you again. Good luck. Have a, a safe training camp, and uh, I'll be staying in touch and rooting for you. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Good talking. Take care, brother. All right, Calvin Cater, ready to go. Uh, very, uh, very excited. He seems in good spirit. So happy for him. I love these podcasts for this reason, man. This is exactly like the first podcast I had with Calvin. It was a great conversation. I never met him before, but we flowed so well. The vibes were so good. Um, and now it's so cool to have him back. Someone that I like so much that I had such a great conversation with. It was so nice to have him back on the show again now with such great news and then just watch that, that, that excitement. You know what I mean? Like being a fighter myself and having those, uh, those fights that take you to the next level and getting close to the title shot and all that. I have all those memories and, and it's like butterflies in my stomach right now to see that, uh, reaction from these guys, you know, these guys that are, that are coming up and I can kind of relive those moments. And it's really cool for me selfishly to, to relive these moments and relive my career through these guys. But I'm genuinely just so happy for them. Um, and it, this was a great podcast to, to see the difference, uh, that he has mentally and, and just his attitude now that he's getting the fight that he wants, um, you know, he was excited and happy and, and knew something big was coming before, but now it's set. Um, just, we hope nothing, you know, obviously he hopes and, and I hope as well, nothing uh, gets in the way of the fight. Um, I think there's plenty of time right now to, to be worrying about stuff like that. Um, and I'm sure guys at this level fighting fights like this are doing everything in their power to stay safe. So it's a crazy fight. It's a crazy fight. Uh, Calvin's got some great stand up, great fight IQ, great pressure. Um, I mean, it's going to be a great fight to see where Max is too. Like we talked about, you know, coming off that split decision, he's hungry. You know, it's not like he's declining either. So they're going to collide and it's going to be a fantastic fight that I'm going to be super excited to watch. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Hope you took from it. Um, it was some great insight. I appreciate Calvin for sharing all that input, you know, now that he's uh, he's at that expert level, you know, he's at the top. So people want to know what he thinks about these guys like Hamzai when he eventually learns how to say Hamzai, say his name. It took me a while myself. Um, and then obviously Connor and Dustin and, and, and these other things, you know, New England cartel and what they're doing and how they're doing their camps and who they're looking for. So hopefully you guys got something from it and leave a comment. Let me know what you think. We love, we love reading the comments. We love the feedback. We love interacting with you guys. We appreciate it. Please subscribe. Um, click the bell. And we got a lot of podcasts coming up. I'm doing five podcasts this week as of right now. And we're working on potentially some more for the end of the week and next week. So we're trying to cram as much as we can in before Christmas um, so that we can have a full month 
and it looks like it's going to be one of the fullest months we've ever had, even with Christmas, which I'm sure we're not going to have podcasts, uh, you know, actual interviews on Christmas, but uh, or Christmas Eve. So I think we're still going to be fine. Stay tuned. So subscribe, uh, check the community. We leave a lot of updates there, uh, polls, and who's going to be on the show and, and the bell again. Whatever that does, it tells you, I guess, when the when the show comes out. Um, and we appreciate the support guys. Seriously. The podcast has grown so fast. We're getting so many good guests. It's great to have guests wanting to be on the show now and wanting to, you know, contacting us to, to be on and to be guests. Um, and you guys saying that you love it and that you're enjoying the show. So I love doing it. I'm, I'm super happy. You love watching it and listening to it. So thanks for the support and we'll see you next time.